Welcome to On Game with Fred Croner. Today I am joined by St. Joseph Ogden graduate Andrea Corsi, who recently graduated from Illinois State, high school career and equally outstanding collegiate career uh, playing softball. Um, Andrea, uh, welcome. How are you today? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I want to just start, uh, first of all, with uh, kind of recapping a little bit your, your college career, uh, four-year letter winner in softball, I believe played in 136 games, started 120 of them, so that's a, a pretty outstanding achievement right there. Um, one of the top hitters on the team, uh, I think you, you came in as a freshman, the number two hitter on the team, and then the top three or four or five uh, every year after that, and then just really finished strong your, your senior year. The final week, you were the Missouri Valley Conference uh, Player of the Week for the, the regular season. Um, and then the week later, the uh, the conference tournament uh, made the all-tournament team. So uh, I'll just talk a little bit about uh, having such a, a strong finish to your, your collegiate softball career. Yeah, well, thank you, um, first of all, for just having me on today. And yeah, it's been, it's been a long career, but it's also been extremely quick you know the cliche is so true that time flies and the past four years have been nothing short of amazing um I know we had worked together a little bit in high school so this is awesome to just kind of follow up after four years at Illinois State but um throughout the season for me it was a little bit of an up and down start to the season um and then really I just focused I the main, my main focus throughout the second half of the season was basically just, this is my last opportunity. This is my last chance. Um, so I really wanted to be able to capitalize on every opportunity and really just um, work hard. And at that point I had switched over to the um, designated player role, which was something different for me. So that really gave me an opportunity to just really focus on the offensive side of the game. And I really had to switch to a team focus at that point. Not that that already isn't the main focus, but when you're in a position where you're only playing one side of the game, when your whole life you've been used to playing both sides of the game, you really have to have um, just a mindset switch and really just become, what can I do to be productive for my team? What can I do to just make sure that I am only playing half of the game so I give 100% during that time? So yes, yeah, so it was really rewarding to just be able to see all that hard work pay off at the end of the season. Um, and just kind of be rewarded with those accolades to go out with my career like that. So I'm sure coming out of high school, you, you felt like you were ready to make the next step and go to college. As you look back now, uh, do you feel like you were as prepared as you would have thought uh, coming out of high school or, or not? Um, I would say yes and no in different ways. You know, your whole life you're used to playing travel ball, you're used to playing high school ball, so you understand um, the demands of the game for sure but I don't think you understand how good everyone else is you know you kind of get a smaller sample size in high school maybe only a handful of people in your conference or a handful of people you play against throughout the season are moving on to the next level and then once you make it to the next level especially division one everyone's good like you show up to practice and it's not like you can just you can't put in, you can't go a single day without giving your best effort or someone else is going to take your spot. So I think that really just, you have to come in and you have to work hard every single day. And I think that's the biggest thing. And also just time management. You never know how hard it is until you're in Florida and you're trying to take a test in a hotel room, like just really figuring out all the different time demands of balancing 
a hefty academic semester along with being in season. So I, I think you get used to it quick, but you also don't have another choice. If you don't get used to it, you just fall behind. Um, but I really do feel like I was prepared in high school, just especially being a two sport athlete that really helped me transition and helped me hone in really just on softball. And I've always placed a large importance on academics. So that was a little bit easier for me to transition into being able to prioritize both. When you mentioned about uh, being in Florida and taking a test, and I wanted to ask you about that. Talk, talk a little bit about the travel because, I mean, you know, in high school, your road trips were, you know, maybe uh, uh, St. Joe to, to Westville or Tolono or Farmer City. And, you know, now you're going, you know, eight or 10 states away for your, for your road trips. Talk a little bit about the, the demands of the travel. Well, this year was a little different just because of COVID, but in my first three years, we had always start off in Tampa, Florida for our first weekend. And this is early February. So we go all of January when we get back, we practice inside because that's our only option. And then we, we have about four to five flight trips throughout the whole month of February and into March. And it gets a little crazy. You're living out of a bag for basically a month and a half. So our schedule would be, we would leave Wednesday morning, we would bus to the airport, we'd fly out, we'd get in late Wednesday night, we'd usually practice Thursday, and we'd play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, after our game Sunday, we would um, use their locker room shower, and then get back on the plane and fly home, and we'd get in late Sunday night, we'd usually have an off day Monday, practice and have workouts Tuesday and then do the same thing again Wednesday. So for five weeks straight, we're gone Wednesday to Sunday. Um, and it's, it's a little crazy for sure, especially as a freshman and your head's kind of spinning and you're trying to figure out how you're going to manage all your classes, but it's really just, you have to be able to communicate well. Like we have, we get these travel letters and we just have to send them to our professors and be like, explain our situation and our academic coordinators really help us with that too. And most of the time the professors are usually really understanding, but it is a lot and it's a big change. Um, but it's really awesome to get to play in some of the biggest stadiums that you see growing up, you see on TV. So that's really awesome just to actually be living out your dream and playing on those fields. As you think back, what would you say was the biggest transition for you to go from, you know, the travel ball, the high school ball to the collegiate division one level? Um, I think overall, it's just learning that, I think I touched on this earlier, everyone is good. Like it, say like a bad game in high school wasn't really a bad game. And then you have to learn that you have to learn kind of how to, except to fail. I know that's probably not the best way to say it, but it's a challenging game, especially at this level. Um, and I think overall just, I mean, the level of pitching is just so much better. The level of hitting is just so much better. So you really have to just find a way to adapt and be able to play at that level if you do want to see playing time. And I think that really is a big make or break for a lot of athletes. Some athletes are able to really make that transition and be able to um, flip the switch and play at that high level all the time. And then unfortunately, others are not, which is fine. But I think that is definitely a huge transition. 
Talk a little bit about the, the program you came from at, at St. Joe Ogden, because as I look back over the past probably 15 to 20 years, I don't have an exact number, but I'm sure it's well over a dozen players that have gone on and played college softball at a very high level. And for a school St. Joe's size, I mean, that to, to me seems pretty amazing. What, what are some of the factors that have gone into that? Um, I think just the culture that the program has been able to create. Um, I think with Coach Wolken, like he expected that. If you came in as a freshman and you showed any indication of wanting to play at the next level, um, he was going to open doors to make that happen. And he had connections, obviously, and he had several players before me that went and played. And I think just creating that culture and community that those girls wanted to come back and help out. Um, I remember specifically like Elizabeth Everingham was there a couple times or Stephanie Canfield came back and just the culture he created was just incredible that he made you want to keep going. You know, you have coaches where they can kind of ruin an experience or they make you not want to keep playing, but he really instilled um, the passion of the game in his athletes and made people want to show up every day and keep playing at that next level. So I think that experience really benefited me in every single way, and I could not be more grateful. Well, I mentioned earlier some of the highlights that you wound up with on your senior year, and I probably didn't, I overlooked one of the most important ones, the Lori Mabry Award that you got recently, and that is significant because that's not just a softball award, that's a uh, honoring one female athlete for the entire school at Illinois State. So talk a little bit about that award and, and what it means to, uh, to get that particular honor. Well, I guess I am still a little bit in shock. I had no idea that I was going to receive that award. We were coming in for practice one day and um, we were supposed to come in a few minutes early to have a team meeting. So we walk in and we have our I was standing there. I had my softball bag on my shoulders. I had my bat in one hand and my water bottle in the other hand. And our athletic director walks in and he um, starts talking and he's talking about the award. And I was like, oh, this sounds cool. And then he said my name and I was shocked. I mean, he, he described it. He listed off all the qualities. And I was like, oh, this is a great award. And then he said my name and I was so flustered. I literally walked up to him to accept the award with my bat and water bottle in my hands. I didn't know what to do, but um, it was a really awesome experience. And just to hear my name be associated with those qualities was really, really rewarding. Um, and then afterwards, our coach was talking to me about it and she was just saying like, truly how big of a deal this award was. And I wasn't really aware of everything that entailed. Um, I had heard of it before, but I, I really didn't know. And then after looking into it a little bit more, it was just extremely rewarding that out of all the student athletes on campus that I was the one that was associated with that. So that really made me feel good. Um, and that obviously extends beyond softball capabilities, which is what I hope to carry on throughout the course of my life. That's going to stick with me a lot longer than um, hitting a ball will or anything like that. Well, it just goes to show what kind of an impact a person can make when you're maybe not even necessarily trying. I mean, I'm sure that wasn't on one of your, your goals to, to win that award, but yet just by doing the things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, you stood out. So, I mean, I, I would think that uh, is pretty meaningful as well. Yeah, extremely meaningful. How do you feel like you've improved from a softball player from day one on campus at ISU to your, your final game at ISU? Um, I think the beauty of the game is you never stop improving. 
And if you do stop improving, then that's probably where it's, it's going to get a little tricky for you. But um, I think coming into campus, one of the biggest things that really meant a lot to me was our hitting coach. She told the hitters, she said, my goal is not to change your swing. It's to improve pieces of your swing so everyone um, can basically stay true to themselves. And that really meant a lot to me. I um, went to a camp when I was younger and they told me, hey, we really like you. We're interested in um, possibly pursuing you, but we'd have to change your entire swing if you came here. And I remember I was with my dad and I walked out and I said, yeah, I'm not even gonna consider going there. I don't wanna go somewhere where I'm gonna have to change what I've been doing my whole life that's brought me success um, just to adapt to a program. And for some, I'm sure that's great, but that wasn't really something I was interested in. So I think just over my time here, really just trying to improve on consistency. Um, I think that's a huge thing in any sport, but definitely in college softball when you're seeing great pitchers that obviously their goal is to get you out and your goal is to get a hit off of them. So it's really been um, a lot of ups and downs, you know, a swing is a fragile thing. And I've learned that the hard way sometimes, but I think really just working hard and just trying to stay true to myself has been a big thing. Um, on the defensive end, I think just a lot of reps, you know, like I really, I played third my first few years. And then this year, I'd say the biggest thing I learned was how to be a better teammate, I guess, you know, um, we had a freshman that we had been kind of battling it out at third. And then about halfway through, we switched it up and I started going to the DH position. Um, and I would lie if I say that wasn't a challenge for me, you know, um, someone who I've been playing the field my whole life. Um, I'd never been just a one-way player, but to be able to kind of take a step back and say, okay, what's best for the team right now? How can I provide value in a new role that I'm in? So I think that was really important for me. Um, and then I created a great bond with that girl and was able to just take my knowledge and help her out because one of us is playing there. So it may as well be um, the best one out there. So I'd say just, it's hard to wrap it all up what I've learned in just one sentence, but I'd say the biggest thing this year was just how to be a good teammate and um, provide value in whatever role I wind up in. Is it hard to believe it's over that uh, this phase of your life is behind you now? No more, you know, unless you join like some rec leagues or something, there's, there's really no more softball, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I got home yesterday and my parents were like, so how do you feel like, what's it feel like? And I was like, I don't know yet. It hasn't sunk in, you know, like I haven't gone long enough. I mean, we just played on Friday, so it hasn't really been long enough to feel like I'm not going to play again, but um, I know it'll definitely hit me at some point, but I'm excited for the next chapter of my life, but I'm definitely going to miss just being on the field and competing every day. So talk about the aspect, as I understand that the way COVID was last year, kind of interrupting the season, that athletes had the option of, of coming back for another season. Is that something you thought about having a, a fifth year and, and coming back to play? Um, yes, I definitely considered it at first. I think the biggest thing is just academically, it doesn't really, for me, like I would either have to start a grad program and then 
for the fifth year and then potentially stay the sixth year, which wasn't really something I was interested in just being a student there. Um, I would have rather started a career. And then another option was to just add another major. And I felt really confident in where I was at with my, um, with my major in the first place, I was already ahead. So it didn't really make a whole lot of sense academically for me. Um, and also last year, last summer, I had an opportunity to have an internship, which at the end of the summer, I ended up receiving a full-time job offer. So that was something that I kind of had to weigh my options. Um, and I ended up feeling like that was the best um, path for me. You mentioned earlier a little bit about the, the academic end, and I wanted to go into that because high school valedictorian, and then you go over to ISU, uh, and at least twice, I know you're on the scholar-athlete team. I don't know if that's been announced yet for this year or not, but at least twice you have made it, and maybe a third time. Talk about what that end has meant, and in terms of being a student athlete. I mean, it's one thing to go to college and get good grades if that's what you're focusing on all the way through, but obviously you weren't doing that. Yeah. Um, no, the, I don't think the scholar athlete team has come out yet for this year. Um, I don't know when it will, but it definitely has been rewarding to be able to be on that team because even though I hadn't received athletic recognition, I was still receiving academic recognition um, through the conference, which is definitely rewarding to see hard work paying off in at least one aspect of the student athlete spectrum. But it's definitely really been beneficial for me to just be able to prioritize academics, especially with the hectic travel schedule that I was telling you about earlier. Um, you really just have to be on top of your game and you really have to stay organized. And that was something that I always prided myself in throughout high school um, and just work really hard, you know? Um, I take everything very seriously, whether it's softball or whether it's academics. Um, this is funny, this past semester, it was my last class for my major and I was in a group project. And, oh man, if it is hard to work with people who do not have a strong work ethic and you you get so used to it in sports because everyone has a strong work ethic and you're just used to being around people who want to do well and want to have success in everything they do. Um, and it's a little challenging when you run into people in academics in your classes that don't share that same work ethic. So. Uh, it wouldn't be last semester of college without a little challenge, but that's okay. We made it through. <laughs> Are the academics something that had been emphasized to you all the way back from, you know, like, when you were in grade school? Is that something your parents really put a focus on at a young age? Yes, it is something they put a focus on, but looking back on it, even probably to middle school, I think I was mainly the one putting a focus on it just because I knew I was capable of succeeding, and I didn't want to let myself fall short in any way. So I don't think had I not put that level of expectation on myself that my parents would have followed as strongly. Um, we had this conversation at one point, I was like, I really don't think you guys were ever the ones like pushing me to succeed. I think like academically, I just knew I had it in me and I really wanted to just um, achieve my goals. I know in high school, that was one of my main goals going in was to be valedictorian and I, was committed to do whatever I needed to do to get there. So I think just setting that level of expectation for myself, whether it's in the classroom or on the field has really benefited me. If we could go back a minute to the uh, the travel aspect and then the, the study aspect with that. I mean, it's more than, you know, you're not just packing your softball gear and, and some clothes for a few days when you leave on Wednesday for a trip. 
So, so talk about that aspect. I, I assume there's there's designated study times on all the road trips, and and like you said earlier, sometimes you have to take tests when you're you know a thousand miles away from the classroom. Yeah. So we usually take our um, backpacks on with us as our carry on. So usually on the bus on the way there, we'd have like an hour of what we call study bus, and then when we're on the plane, we have an hour of study plane. And sometimes it's a little challenging on the plane because there's no Wi-Fi, so you have to kind of prioritize what you want to set aside to do, um, which is usually a good time for PowerPoints or notes or things like that. And then when we're in the hotels, we have a designated like hour and a half for study time. And usually before COVID, it was we'd meet in like either the lobby or a hotel conference room, and we would... Um, do our assignments or quizzes or tests in that time period. And then same thing on the way home, we would also have an hour of either study bus or study plane. So our coaches were really good at establishing time and hours for us to set aside specifically for our schoolwork. Um, I know sometimes our trips were referred to as business trips. Our coach would call them like, we're there to get stuff done. Like we can't forget about our schoolwork and we obviously can't forget about our games when we're there when that's our focus. Um, but yes, we definitely placed a high priority on our academics and each semester we would set a new GPA goal and try to accomplish that with all of our classes and um, that was definitely a high priority so that really paid off. As you look back, what, what do you think was the harder transition from high school to college, the, the academic end or the athletic end? Athletic end, for sure. Yeah, I think um, Academics, there's definitely, like my last semester, I had one class left for my major. So I ended up taking two freshman level classes. I took like a, a experiencing dance class and a medical terminology class. So I ended taking one class that actually required some brain power and the other two, I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like I was back in the freshman classroom again, taking these um, 100 level classes, but no, it was, it was fun. But I would definitely say athletics was a more difficult transition for me. So what is next for you? You mentioned you you had a job offer uh, way back last summer. What, uh, what are you going to be doing now? I am going to be moving to the Indianapolis area and working at Kohl's in their management program, um, which it, that's what my internship was last summer. And then I'll be starting moving to the Indy area in early June. And then I'm getting married in July. So everything's kind of happening fast, but I'm really excited. Well, congratulations. It's certainly been uh, just an outstanding career. If you look all the way back from high school, even before that, uh, the, the travel ball before high school and, and college, uh, you're gonna have a lot of memories to, to look back on, aren't you? Yes, I am. It's been awesome. I'm just excited to kind of take the next couple of weeks of downtime to just reflect on everything um, that's happened throughout the course of my career and just get myself ready for the next chapter. Do you see yourself as somebody that's ever going to be interested in being a coach yourself, or do you think you're just going to be too busy with all the other demands of life? Um, I don't know yet. I, I think I need a little time away from it to just kind of figure out who I am on my own without um, athletics for a while, but I'm sure somewhere along the road when I have kids who start playing, uh, I'm going to be itching to kind of get back in the game a little bit. So I don't know. I can see myself doing some sort of coaching at some point, but for a while, um, probably not. 
All right. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, we've been talking to Andrea Corsi today, a, a recent Illinois State University graduate, uh, outstanding softball player there and at St. Joe. Thanks for your time, Andrea. Thank you so much, Fred.